When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Social Security is one of the most complex and confusing federal programs. With over 2,700 rules, it's no wonder that we're confused about when and how to start collecting and who to turn to for help. Welcome to Social Security Answers from the Experts, hosted by Martha Shedden. In this podcast series, Martha meets with professionals to provide you with the answers to questions about this most important financial decision. And now, here's your host, President and co-founder of the National Association of Registered Social Security Analysts, Martha Shedden. Hello, everyone. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. I am your host, Martha Shedden, and today... I have the pleasure of welcoming Brian Moon to the podcast. Brian is co-founder of Toro Bravo Investment Advisors in Amarillo, Texas. He is a registered social security analyst, carries the certified financial fiduciary, fiduciary designation, and also has the series 7, 63, 66, and 24 licenses. He is a Texas life and health insurance insurance license agent with over 20 years of experience in the financial industry. So welcome to the podcast, Brian. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. So I think that you may be the first RSSA that I've interviewed on the podcast. So I want to start with that and have you tell us how did you find out about NARSA and what inspired you to go through the RSSA program? I found out about NARSA through a um, spam email, I think, where it was, <laughs> it was, I'm just kidding. It was an email from um, the PTIN for um, tax preparers. And I had joined that a long time ago and I don't really prepare taxes anymore. And so, yeah, that I, when I saw it, I thought, okay, this looks actually really interesting, like something that I would want to do. Great. And so were you getting questions from your clients about Social Security? And maybe I should back up and let you tell us a little bit more about who you work with. Who is your client um, base? And were you getting questions from them about Social Security? So um, the answer that we are a registered investment advisor, we're wealth managers, we manage accounts through stocks, um, ETFs, bonds, mutual funds, the whole gamut. And we also offer annuities. And so we pride ourselves as financial advisors uh, and uh, retirement planning is a big part of our business. The, okay. the re- new retirement planning with our clients. I um, have um, training in financial planning with the Boston University. I hold a certificate for a completion of their course. Uh, and so that's what we do with our clients. And your question about, am I getting questions about social security? The answer was absolutely. The problem is I didn't know what to tell them. 
I have some clients that work at a government uh, appraisal district, and they were saying that Social Security is taking their benefits down by half. And they didn't know why that was happening. And I didn't know why it was happening either. Did they have a pension? Was that what it was? They had opted out of Social Security. And what they didn't understand was, well, we all paid into Social Security. What's the problem? Why, why are they cutting our benefits down? And they were getting a little paranoid about it because they thought, well, we answered the questionnaire. That's what happened. And we got to not answer that questionnaire or they do bad things to us. And so um, at the time, I'd be frank with you, I didn't know what was going on or why that was, even though I did take extensive, this course through Boston University um, can allow you to take the CFP examination, which I never followed through with that for other reasons, but I did have all the education um, for it. And so it covered Social Security, but I don't think it covered it to the extent that the RSSA does. And so as a financial advisor, I'm managing their accounts. I'm managing um, millions of dollars of these clients' accounts, but I couldn't answer their questions why the Social Security was screwing them. And so that was a problem. And finding the information is extraordinarily confusing when you try to do the research on your own. And so by the time I got your advertisement to become an RSSA and take the course, I thought, okay, this is something I'm interested in because I had started doing before the pandemic started, I had started doing a couple of social security seminars. And unfortunately, I wasn't an expert in social security. I just read the slides of the PowerPoint I was given that And so what would happen is somebody would always ask a very hard question that I would not know the answer to, and I would just promise to get back to them. And I like to think that I researched it and got them the right answer, but it's hard to know if I did, because again, the information that's out there about Social Security is so confusing, and it's not laid out correctly, because once I took the courses that you guys have, everything came much, much clearer on how this works and how these big issues like the appraisal district, what was happening was they were falling under the windfall elimination provision. And as they were opted out, that's why their social security was being cut. And the reason that one of their employees didn't have their social security cut was she had met the substantial earnings Um, calculation. So they're worried that Big Brother is watching them and they filled out a questionnaire and it caused them to lose their Social Security when they just didn't understand what the rules were. And unfortunately, despite my education in financial planning, neither did I. Well, that's where all those myths and misunderstandings start. Because like you just described, they thought they were getting taken advantage of. And it, it's just a common rule about pensions and social security. So are you feeling competent and confident now as you speak with your clients about social security? I feel like an expert. That sounds like I'm a bragger, but I really do. 
I um, have read the books that you guys recommended as far as taking the course, also reading the auxiliary um, publications. And I will say for anyone that is interested in Social Security or becoming an RSSA, the um, get, what, get What's Your Social Security, to me, is the best book to read on this topic. It um, is. It, Larry Kotlikoff and uh, Philip Moeller. Yeah. Yeah. It's extreme. I, I personally, I think you guys should have it as required reading for the designation. But, you know, you know, um, if yeah. you want to pass, definitely make sure that you read that book in addition to doing the coursework. But, yeah, I feel highly confident in what I do now. And I do Social Security seminars and people walk away like, oh, my God, we didn't know this. And then they're dying to set an appointment to visit with me. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of answered these other questions. We know there's such a need for it because it's so confusing. And how do you get the word out for what you do? Do you, is it by doing seminars and online webinars? Yeah. So because I'm a wealth manager, um, I actually give away my um, advice as far as social security as incidental to my advisory work. So if you're a client of mine, then I'm going to uh, run the analysis reports. I'm going to answer your questions about social security. I'm going to help you file, or in some cases, as we're doing file appeals, if social security tries to take it away from you, which I've had two clients that we're appealing the rulings that social security has made. And I feel that we're on pretty solid ground because they made some serious mistakes in the way they calculated their benefits. So these things I do for my clients. Now the seminars I do, I send out marketing. People come to the seminar. I have um, my seminars themed. I call it uh, social security questions. You have answers you need how the lessons of Apollo 13 can help your retirement. (laughs) I kind of incorporate the whole Apollo 13 thing throughout my seminar, but I've gotten really good response off of it. But more importantly, beyond the, if we call it a gimmick or an illustration of the Apollo 13, more importantly, as I answer the questions that they have, like so many, I have an ex-spouse, I have a deceased spouse, Can I get social security benefits? You know, um, grandparents, are you raising grandchildren? There are benefits you can possibly get. Here's how to um, go forward with that. So these are the kind of questions and no one's gotten answers to these questions. And when I did the seminars previously, what would happen is an insurance company would send us the PowerPoints and they were accurate. There was no, no, no misinformation in there, mm-hmm. but they were pitching insurance products. And right. so there was more focus on things like how your benefits are calculated rather than the actual questions that people had about, you know, getting benefits. I mean, yeah, you got 40 quarters over 10 years. That's this much money to qualify. But actually, if you're sitting in the room, you're probably already qualified. <laughs> That's probably not the question you have. The question is, you know, what time should I start collecting Social Security? Can I do it at 62? 
Well, the, yeah, you totally can do it at 62. You'd make 76% more if you wait to 70. Yeah. You know, there's, these are the things that we cover in the seminar. And so it's enjoyable for me to do the education because not everyone comes to an appointment. Some will, you know, say, thank you very much, leave. And I never see them again. Others show up. We discuss financial planning, retirement planning, how social security works in there for the people that show up in my office. I give them a cop, a, um, analysis report as for thank you for coming to the office. So I do that work for free, you might say, but I end up with clients. I'll end up with a few clients from every seminar because I help them with the social security component and help them figure out how their retirement plans need to be structured to reduce taxes on social security. And see, that's a big part of the seminar is that tax part, because as it turns out, if they will do some planning now, maybe do some Roth conversions, they can significantly lower the amount of taxes they will pay on Social Security. Again, their financial advisors aren't talking about this because they barely understand it themselves. That's right. And um, that was one of my other questions about working with your clients on their retirement accounts and their personal accounts, retirement accounts have those required minimum distributions. Those start at 72, those kick up your income and that's going to have an effect on the taxation of your social security benefits. And it's a really complicated puzzle to untangle all that. And, but you work with them to help them with those withdrawal strategies in order to minimize their taxation and maximize their social security. Absolutely. And things like uh, taking a IRA you have now, doing a conversion to convert some of it into Roth. Right. And the taxes now, uh, we have a very low tax rate. I think it goes up in the future. I think with $30 trillion of debt in the country, even if it doesn't matter what political party is in office, I think we're going to see some tax increases. And there is trillions sitting in IRA accounts. And so not think that that money isn't going to be looked at for revenue to the government. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Ed Slot, the um, famous retirement plan um, CPA, has made a statement in his latest book about the IRA tax bomb. Other things that I help my clients with is understanding how their um, their Social Security is going to get taxed. They got to add up all their income. Well, what happens to so many people is they say, okay, I took out 25000 out of my IRA. Um, I had a part-time job. There was fifteen, and um, I have a couple of um, dividends. And so that's all under $44,000. i am good. Mm-hmm. Well, what they didn't add in was half of their Social Security, which is part of the provisional income formula. And so many don't know that. And so they're surprised when their CPA says that you had to pay taxes on your social security. And they still don't know why they had to pay taxes on the social security because the CPA just ran it through a, through a software program that cranked out this much is taxable. Well, the reason is they didn't know how to calculate provisional income. I have some wealthy clients sitting in there. They got tons of tax-free interest from their tax-free bonds. 
taxable to your Social Security. Except interest, yeah, yeah. It's, these are issues that affect their their wealth and their income. And then for us, being RSSA, sometimes you think, well, this is not that important, but it is. It's an extremely important, complex problem, the tax portion, the portion of income, and then the portion of retirement income from Social Security. You have to put these together and then make them work together, kind of like when Apollo 13 was trying to re-enter orbit. They had to recalculate how to order their power. They couldn't turn everything on or they wouldn't uh, have enough. Right. Well, they ordered it correctly. They were able to land without dying. And I tell my clients, I want you to get through retirement with money. <laughs> That's a really good analogy. And I know there's there may be a finan- other financial professionals in our audience listening to this. What would you say to them about the value of really understanding social security, because I think, and you're a good example of that, Brian, because, you know, I came from the business point where I offered the analysis and I actually charged a fee for it, but um, just to have it as a value add to your business, what would you tell other financial professionals about this topic? Well, Here's the thing. um, In the past, I always tried to avoid too much on Social Security because I really didn't know much more than the basics. But when you help somebody with a very important part of their financial situation, and sometimes when you're able to show them problems that they have they didn't know they had, Uh, One of the statistics that um, you guys show on on one of your seminars says 96% of people get less than they should out of Social Security. And then I look at my audience, I say, you know what 96% is? Everybody. Everybody gets less than they should out of Social Security. And then I say, how much money is being lost? Is it five bucks? It's an average of $111,000. Do you not see that maybe there's a problem here? You know, and then, you know, I really get people thinking about this. And then with that, they appreciate that. They realize my other financial advisor isn't talking about this at all. And so I think for financial advisors that are doing any, I mean, if you're a product person, all you do is sell stocks, which I kind of feel like the stock broker by the true definition is the thing of the past. Most of us had the transition into retirement planning, into financial planning, even if we're product salesmen. I don't feel that I'm a product salesman, but nevertheless, you have to do the planning along with what you're doing in management of their wealth. And something else, too, um, with the Reg BI um, that all of us know about, um, we have to have the best interests of our clients with the Department of Labor's new um, rules that they're putting out, they want to see that you have made the best interest for your clients. Well, what's better in the interest of your clients if you can show, in addition to finding out their retirement situation, we ran an analytical Social Security report that makes sure that their Social Security would match with the investments that we recommended. And so I think that you have a compliance Uh, potential here that can help you clear other pieces of business 
uh, when you are um, helping somebody with a rollover from a 401k, which requires quite a bit of due diligence for, by the regulators and make sure that you are doing the best interests of the client. Right. Well, and that, um, yeah, that ties in with the Roth conversions because um, that is one way I often let clients know that they, it's a way to bridge that income gap. If they want to retire earlier, but not collect social security until 70, use some of those RMDs because those are a hundred percent taxable. Well, I have had several people that attended my seminar came up to me and said, I was completely planning to um, file social security in a couple of months, but I think I better not because they didn't realize how much they were losing. And here's, I have a slide. I show how much their spouse is losing. So they lose 25% by retiring early. Their spouse loses under 35% because of that. Right. Yeah. They're and, collecting a spousal benefit. Yeah. So it's a much smaller um, 50% that the spouse is getting. And so then they, they're like, oh, it's not just me I'm affecting. Okay. If my spouse is going to claim off of my earnings, maybe I should let that grow a little bit more. So this whole topic of retirement and planning the rest of our years, it seems it's an emotional time, I think, because it's it involves all these decisions. You're filing for Medicare, you're deciding when to, um, to start claiming social security. How can people stop allowing their emotions to get in the way of their financial decisions? This is what I tell people. First off, not free money. This is not free money. Hurry up and get it as fast as you can. This is the retirement that you paid for through your taxes through 35 years of very hard work. And you should protect it and grow it to the maximum point you can. And then you should file for it so that you get the most out of it. Because this is not welfare. This is not a freebie from the government. But it's often referred to as an entitlement. You pay taxes. I know. I'm just venting because I, I'm always surprised when I hear Social Security referred to as an entitlement program. Well, you're entitled to it since you paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's all those myths and misunderstandings. One of the things I also tell people, I said, too many people treat Social Security filing like an errand. Okay, I need to stop at Walmart. I got to drop my shirts off at the cleaners and I need to go file for Social Security. Big mistake. You should not go in there. Um, not ready. You should have a report. You should have an idea what your benefits should be. You should understand what other benefits you could be filing for. You know how many people there are in the audience that don't realize that they figure since they can't file for spousal benefits because their spouse hasn't yet retired, that they should go ahead and file for their own. Right. And then it's a hundred dollars. Who cares? You take the $100, use it for lunch with the girls every week, because you can go ahead and get this until you're qualified to get your spouse's benefit and switch. And here's the crazy thing. 
I've had somebody in the audience said that the Social Security office told them they could not switch benefits. Well, and- that's a good topic, though, Brian, because I used that term before. And now I emphasize that it, it's a bump up because those folks who are collecting a retirement benefit, in reality, they still collect that $100, but yes. they're going to collect benefit. the spousal benefit on top of it or survivor or whatever. So yeah, the terminology alone, like switching or is confusing to people as well. Yes, absolutely. There's so many. And then of course, we get into restricted application for deceased spouses um, that becomes another um, big issue that a lot don't know that they could do that and, you know, preserve their benefit, take the spouse, the surviving spouse benefit and possibly switch back to their own when they reach 70. I had a couple too, that I, um, helped a few years back and they were both, uh, widowed and they were each collecting survivor benefits based on their deceased spouses. Uh, but they wanted to get married themselves. And so that that's that other little rule people don't know that you can still collect a survivor benefit if you remarry after age 60. So yeah. there's so many little, little things. And we, do, we discuss that in our seminar as well. Um, again, I try not to do too much on how we qualify for it. I, I have those slides. I go right into those questions And I think that's why my seminars have been um, relatively successful um, because, and two, uh, for any financial advisors that think about doing seminars, um, don't pitch any products. Don't try to sell an annuity or um, a investment of any kind. You'll find you do so much better if you just stick to retirement planning, social security planning, and leave the product pitching out of your presentation. People appreciate that more. Yep. You build that trust with them. That's for sure. Absolutely. Um, When you're working with clients or or actually when you're first meeting prospective clients, say they've come to your seminars, what is it that most of them do not ask about, but should be asking you about as financial tax in any way? What What are some things that retirees are missing thinking about. You caught me off guard. I'm not sure if I, I know where. <laughs> well, you must inform them really well. <laughs> well, I think you touched on something already, Brian, and that is the whole interplay between income and taxation. Right. I, I think that's probably a huge thing that people don't think about the Retirement financial planning, would you not agree that it's it's very different than managing a worker's assets and um, their investments as they accumulate wealth? But then it's a whole different ballgame when you start taking those assets out and start using them. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, figuring out where you take your money from, you'll have several um Buckets, let's call it uh, your IRA, your 401k, if it's still there, your Roth IRA, um, your taxable plans. And so as you look through these different sources, how do we mix these up? 
to best, you know, protect the social security from being taxed. Sometimes you can't help it, obviously, but, you know, can you at least reduce the taxes? Um, I have an illustration I show in the seminar of, of a lady um, or a couple rather that had, that shoots for $120,000 income. We start off, they just take 60,000 out of IRA and then they got their 60,000 of social security benefits, 30 each. That's about over 12,000 in taxes. We get down to the strategy where they've taken out half of that income from the Roth instead of the traditional. So now it's 30,000 Roth, 30,000 IRA, plus the social security and their taxes are down to a little over 3,000. You know, it's, it's powerful. And here's an interesting thing. I think a lot of advisors tell clients you should do a Roth conversion, but then they see that ticket price. 100000 is going to cost you $20,000 in taxes. I was like, woo, I don't know why I want to do that. <laughs> That's pretty expensive. They don't see where this goes. They don't see how it affects their retirement. I mean, $20,000 after year two, you've already paid back the Roth IRA that you converted. And you're so talking, you're talking about the tax that the client has to pay when they do that conversion. Right. You got to yeah. pay it yeah. front. And you can't pay it out of the converted amount because then you'll get a penalty if you're below 59 and a half. Now, if you're over 59 and a half, then there's no penalty. But if you're under 59 and a half, you convert that money over. Yeah, you'll you got to come up with that tax money. And yeah. so yeah. either you got to do a smaller conversion or um, that's why we recommend many of our clients to do this over years. Um, before they get to retirement so that they can break it up in smaller pieces. Mm-hmm. But it, it's long-term. It's worth it. We tell people you're getting taxes on sale. I mean, we have low tax rates, you know. Yeah. Why take advantage of that now. It's all about the education to make them aware and realize what's at stake, I think. Um, Absolutely. I, I know many people that will try to put a 20% deposit down on that new house that they purchase. And so if you're talking a $300,000 home, you're saying having to put down $60,000 in down payment. And the reason they're doing that is to get out of the PPI, um, the extra insurance that they have to pay for. Right. But they, uh, so, so you think about that, you're tying up money for 30 years or more. And just so you can save a few thousand dollars per year in those, you know, those payments where um, I think I called it the wrong thing. Is it PMI? Uh, anyway, I know what you're talking about. It's, it's mortgage insurance. It's mortgage insurance. Thank right. you. But again, you know, you're trying to save that every year for the next, you know, the rest of the mortgage. Mm-hmm. by putting a huge down payment. And so it's the same thing with Roth conversions. Yeah. You're doing it now, but it's going to pay off for you in the future. Right, right. Particularly on your Social Security being taxed. Yeah. Um, is there anything you'd like to add either to our listeners who are approaching retirement or to your fellow financial and tax professionals? Um, just from your experience, now that you feel you're an expert in social security? 
take Social Security seriously. Um, figure out the timing of your benefits. I know as financial advisors, we always tell everyone, try not to time your investments, be time in the market, whatnot. Well, when it comes to Social Security, it's the opposite. Time those filings. You don't want to get them wrong. You don't want to um, end up losing money. Uh, be patient. A lot of people don't realize. Be patient. You know, don't take the 62 if you can avoid it, especially if you're just going to give it back in a penalty for working. So Social Security is important. It's a bureaucracy. It doesn't operate well. The employees at Social Security are underpaid, undertrained and overworked. And you need to think seriously before you file to make sure that you're getting all the benefits you should get. And that you're, again, getting your timing right and you're patient for the right time to collect. And there's no better way to figure that out than have an RSSA run the numbers for you. I ran the numbers for one guy and um, he assured me that his life expectancy wouldn't be much over 79. Now, I don't know how he knew that, but so when I ran the report, his ideal filing age was going to be at full retirement age. And his wife is able to do her spousal benefit on him. And the way the numbers showed on the report was that this was the best time to file under these assumptions. And yeah. so, you know, if he had waited to 70 and let's say his assumptions are right, he would actually in that case, which is unusual, as you know, would have ended up with less than, than filing that full retirement age. Over his uh, lifetime. Yes. Now, if he lives over 79, he made a big mistake. <laughs> but, you know. Well, and many people do underestimate their life expectancy. So, um, but there's other factors. Like if you have a, a spouse, that survivor benefit is is critical to think about too. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, and that's, that's another slide on my, on my seminar. Um, if I don't use it, I will lose it. Well, it turns out. There's other people that need this benefit besides you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Brian. Now, do you work uh, just locally in your area or are you able to work with clients remotely? And would you like to share your contact information? Oh, absolutely. We, um, we can work with anyone, anywhere. Um, my phone number here at my office is 806-359-7766. And we have a website. My firm is Toro Bravo Investment Advisors. And you can also see me on Facebook. We are Facebook pages, Toro Bravo Investment Advisors as well. And yeah, if you have some questions, um, call me up. I will help you out the best I can and, you know, see what happens. Great. Well, thank you so much, Brian. Um, Thank you, everyone, for listening to our podcast, Social Security Answers from the Experts. Please tune in every Wednesday for new episodes where we give our expert guests the opportunity to share their widely varied knowledge about all things retirement related. That's it for today. See you next week.